Welcome to Chess Talk, episode 197. We're creeping in on that episode 200. 200. Wonder, wonder what we're going to do. Brittany's shaking her head about it. I just didn't realize that we were already that far. Yeah, we're almost there. Time flies when you're having fun. So, as you can hear, it's me, Cody, Brittany's here, and Rob. Hello. Usual, usual three. The consistent trio for now. The peeps. And we're going to be talking about some trailers, some... It and Watchmen trailer. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones because we hate ourselves. And <laughs> then we're going to talk about the Ted Bundy movie on Netflix. Brittany and I watched. What's it called, Cody? Uh, <laughs> extremely wicked. Shockingly vile. No. Evil shocking, vile. Shockingly evil, evil and, and vile. vile. I can never fucking remember. That's such a stupid name for a movie. I think that's what he was charged, like, uh, description of his crimes. That the judge called During it that. During sentencing. Yeah. But still, it's just, I'm never going to remember that. I'm just going to say the Ted Bundy movie. So we're talking about that. Rob and I are playing chess. He made the first move. I'm right. going to go. You want to talk about what we've been up to, Brett? Sure. Yeah. We did a 5K on Saturday. We only talked about it a couple times. Yeah. But it was fun. I only had one donut. Uh-huh. Just one? Yeah, my body was, like, mad, so I could barely have the one donut. Oh, I thought, like, mad because you only had no, one donut. No, like, <laughs> after the run, my body was just like, fuck you. Didn't want anything. Well, yeah. I, I made myself eat a donut. I knew that if I had a donut at the first stop, there was no way that we were running anymore. Because I kept hearing people on the track say, like, they were getting cramps because they <laughs> ate a donut and then tried to run. It's like, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Weird. What a weird chain of events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. something. We did record time, 45 minutes for a 5K. <laughs> so 15-minute miles-ish. But we, we ran. walked a lot. Yeah, we jogged a good... I feel like we jogged a good amount for us, our level of yeah. cardio. Yeah, yeah, but it was nice. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been nicer like three weeks ago when the weather wasn't as bad. Probably, because it... Happened at Sunset Park, and the last mile is all, like, in the desert kind of area of Sunset Park. There are no trees. Yeah. Just sand and brushes and no clouds in the sky, so just sun beating down on you. It was brutal. I miss it so much. I'm sure you do. (laughs) It's only going to get worse. Uh Uh-huh. It's only May. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Mid-May. But, yeah, it was fine. There's a lot of people. That's good. Yeah. There was a lot of people. Yeah, it was fun. It was nice to do. I'm glad that it, I had a normal-ish 5K experience that wasn't Spartan Race, because mm-hmm. that really just turned me off to everything. Uh, yeah. But this, you're like, oh, I could do this again. Yeah. Fun to get out and do something. Mm-hmm. Agreed. We went apartment hunting slash <laughs> sniping because we found one and we liked it. And so now we're moving into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're moving. Yeah. No, It was just literally like spur of the moment you found it and you're like oh this is a pretty good price and then i called to take a tour for next week but it wouldn't work for you mm-hmm. and so the lady was like do you guys just want to come in today and you're like sure and then so we're we like did. oh yeah we're getting this yeah <laughs> it has a pantry i was sold mm-hmm. oh my gosh that is like the killer deal is having a nice size kitchen area everything else is like eh, all right it's very nice it has new appliances it has the nest like air conditioning thing and then the lights in the kitchen 
they run on hue which is like a rgb light system pretty much yeah like you can change the colors of the lights in the kitchen and you can do individual bulbs you can change them to specific colors and we didn't pick the apartment for these reasons yeah it was cool (laughs) that's what i was telling alex is like these things don't matter at all but it's just like okay i guess yeah (laughs) why not yeah the pantry is where i was like we're living here yeah I just wanted Cox Cable. That's all I cared about. Yeah, that was the only question you asked her, I yeah. think. <laughs> who, who do you guys have now? CenturyLink? Cox. Cox. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I, we, unless it's fiber, we can't have CenturyLink. It just won't fucking work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So We're going to be moving to a nice nice little complex in a nicer in area. We're going to be on the third floor, so Oof. hopefully quieter. And no more airplanes overhead for the podcast specifically, as yes. I'm sure the listeners have noticed so that's what i'm excited for that is pretty killer but yeah that's pretty much our weekend yeah how was your weekend rob it was good it was uh much quieter than normal until we got the cat on saturday and then was that spur of the moment no we've been talking about for a while and then i went actually kind of funny story so uh, we've been talking about for a while and we saw this cat named ben online at the uh one of the rescues around here and we called about him the day before. I went to go look at him on a Friday, and uh, like, oh yeah, there's been like six people in today so far to see him. And mind you, that's Jeez. a thir- that's a Thursday, um, and they're open from one to seven. So, oh my god, well, there's that. So he's and a so, cute cat. He's he's a he's a I think a 11 month old like uh, orange cat. And then I went on Friday, looked at him, and I was like, well, I don't know, because you, they described the cat like having like ring ringworm and some other stuff that like you know cats can get. And the way they described it made it sound like he's clear, but you should take him to the vet before introducing him to anybody. And Jesus. I was like, that's kind of weird. I'm going to talk to my wife. I went home and we talked about it and she looked it up and then called them in to clarify. And they realized, oh, they, they hella goofed. He's good. You don't need to take him to the vet. You just take him to the vet because that's a thing you do, not because yeah. of ringworm. Yeah. Um, Jesus. We're like, all right, <laughs> cool. So we're like, we'll go get him. We'll go check him out tomorrow. Make sure he's not an asshole cat, which some cats are. Uh, yeah <laughs> went went, went back the next day yeah, i know really really wild thought uh go back the next day on saturday at like one we got there at like twelve fifty eight, and there's a dude out front and then another couple showed up right after he did or right before we did and he's there talking he's like oh yeah i've been here since 10 to get this cat uh, to get this cat he's like oh yeah God. i heard That's ridiculous oh yeah he, he was a character um he was talking about how Fucking celebrity he, he was like <laughs> yeah i heard this other couple was looking at him and trying to get him and i was like i had to come and buy and try to snag him you know hoping that they didn't like fall in love with him when we're here to get him too and so we didn't get that cat and then we met the cat that's named gypsy and we ended up picking up her and she's a uh, seven <laughs> so seven we got our leftovers <laughs> it worked out she was there for a day i didn't even see her when i was oh, wow. there, there previously yeah. but she's a seven month old white cat we think she's like a, a turkish van or partially turkish van which will be interesting because like their coat's super soft and like they like water so we'll see how that yeah, goes. she looks fluffy um so yeah we picked her up got we had all the stuff already prepped except for a cat tire which i ordered and so we've been spending the weekend kind of just getting him and or uh, pesto and ravioli kind of acquainted spoilers for the listeners yes his name his cat's name is ravioli it is we're gonna call her ravi but it's ravioli officially um so yeah it's been the weekend pesto and ravioli that's you right fucking italians <laughs> yeah. hey uh, watch the mouth uh. um so <laughs> well, i heard the hands hit the microphone yeah. that's right <laughs> You yeah. didn't respond to his formulae text. Hey, I know. I know. Did you? I, you I, got I, that it was from I, SpongeBob, right? Yeah, I saw it. I was like, I'm not. After I sent it, I was like, oh, wait, is Rob too old to get this? Whoa. 
fucking shots fired, mate. <laughs> or you're just a baby. I am. I am very sensitive. No, not you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cody's a baby that only Come on, talks Rob, about you SpongeBob. a baby? I am sensitive. No, you're an old man. <laughs> That's true. That's, that's valid. Uh, anyway, so yeah. Long story long, uh, cat. <laughs> long story long, yeah. cat. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're Congrats. Glad, glad to have a new mascot. Uh, I can post her in the linked up if you're fine with that. Yeah, I'll, so give the... some, I'll send you a picture of her with not me in it. Cause... Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. And I figured I would post the picture of us with our medals, Brittany. Oh, yeah. Because the they're like huge, so they're kind of fun. They're donut shaped. They're donuts. That is pretty cool. Hey, Rob. Hmm? It's your turn. I, I was staring at the board, too. <laughs> it was your yeah. turn, like, before you started talking. I, I was, was like, I'm never going to go. Literally staring at the board, too. <laughs> I miss having cats. That's We're not problem. getting one. What a hater. He sounds like Madeline. You're, like, allergic to cats, though, right? Yeah, but if you if, if we if it came down to it and we both were like, yeah, let's get a cat, like, I'll just fucking take a Zyrtec every day. Whatever. Okay. As Madeline does for that pesto, so. Yeah. Mm. Whatever. I'll deal with it. It works. Mm. So... Thanks for enduring that. Again, there's timestamps in the episode if you get bored of listening to us be humans and Skippers talk. unite. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some trailers now. I figure we'll talk about Watchmen first because I don't have nearly as much to talk about that. But Watchmen, new HBO trailer. It's by Damon Lindelof. I can't remember his name. Joyously, it's with the guys that are butchering that other show we watch right now. Oh, they're in, they're writing it or producing really? it? I think so. I think uh, let me double let me, let me fact check this really okay. quick. But what's Pretty. the creator's name? Damon Lindelof. Yeah, Damon Lindelof. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he did Lost. Yeah. And he did a Star Trek, and he did The Leftovers. So. Oh, you know what? I made a mistake. He did not do Game of Thrones. Okay. Cool. So. Yeah. Crisis averted. Yeah. Guess hopefully. who's doing the soundtrack? Is it uh, is Game it of Thrones guy? The Ron. No. Ron oh. oh. Trent Reznor. Oh, Ooh, and Atticus Ross. I'm, yeah. They're like the same band at this point. Yeah. They always do. Sh- I think he's cool. part of Nine Inch Nails now. That's funny. So, yeah. Sorry, I just saw that. I thought that was cool. I know what soundtrack I'm getting on vinyl. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be <laughs> fantastic. Damon Lindelof did Prometheus. Yep. I saw that. That was the one thing where I was like, it. <laughs> Record scratch. It was better than Covenant. But it still had its issues. Yeah. Anyways, this trailer. Yes. Watchmen. Uh, I'm not super well versed in the Watchmen. I read the short um, run about Rorschach that came out probably five or six years ago, and then I've seen the movie, and that's pretty much the extent of my Watchmen knowledge. So okay. Brittany is over here having no knowledge Zero. of it. I never even saw the so movie. So how did you feel about this trailer? I have n- no idea what it's about still, even though I know it's about like superheroes supposedly, like shitty superheroes. I still have no idea what this thing is about. You should really it's go weird. watch the movie. I, I think yes. the movie is a very it's a very good adaptation. It's not perfect, but it's a very good and nearly very faithful adaptation of the comic books. Um, yeah, it's pretty regularly lauded as like one of the best comic book adaptations. Oh, yeah. yeah, and like we've talked about it before that you want to watch it, and I'm yeah. down to rewatch it whenever. It's like on my list, but like further down my list it's of things just, to see. It's another one of the three-hour movies that you need to watch. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's long, and there is, there's only a few slow spots, but it... Is Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it? He is fantastic in it. Yes, okay, the comedian. He's worth watching it. Yes, he's a lovely character. He has an arc. He does. I just it's really a good like arc, him though. as an actor. 
yeah. yeah. No, he's he is a standout person in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, this trailer, no idea what it's about. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Like, since I don't have much knowledge about this universe, like, I don't know if this is following, like, a comic book storyline or if this is just, like, a new story set in this universe. Like, I don't get why there's this militia of Rorschachs running around. I don't know who the uh, lady with, like, the hood and, like, the face mask is. I'm just like, what is happening? So, it's interesting... The only character that looks like that's coming back is Ozymandias. And when you watch or read the comics, you'll know who that character is. He's the only character that looks like that's coming forward. That was the old man, like, meditating, right? Correct. That's uh, Jeremy Irons. Okay. So Adrian Vite slash Ozymandias, he's going to come back as a character. But this seems like it's set, like, 20 years in the future from the comics. Okay. Because the comics originally, I think it was, like, the mid-80s and an alternate timeline. Um, yeah, it was, like, post-Vietnam. It was... Uh, no, it was during Vietnam. It was uh, during Vietnam, but it was Nixon was still president because he somehow got elected a third time. Anyways, so it, he's the only character back, but it looks like they are pulling in some other characters that are referenced in other materials. So like uh, Marionette is a character that's coming in, some other stuff like that. So, Are you excited? Yeah. Because um, it I'm, seems like you're more well-versed in the Watchmen lore. So it's kind of, it's interesting. So... For a long time, I was just really I just loved the movie. I never I've never actually read wholesale the the original by Frank Miller. I think it's Frank Miller. The uh, DC line of comics owns Watchmen now, and they actually have been using the Watchmen as part of this rebirth thing that's been going on for the last two years called Doomsday Clock. And Doctor Manhattan's involved, oh. Mar- Marionette's involved, Mime is involved, which is her boyfriend husband character. I'm excited to see where they take that. It's probably not going to relate to DC at all, but it's going to explore these future characters and that this environment is a very unique and uh, kind of rife for exploration and creativity in this different pseudo superhero environment. So I'm excited. It looks cool. I think easily you can tell some of the uh, kind of allegories they're going to do with the hooded Rorschach guy. They look like, like either incels or, um, you know, uh, not Nazis, but like alt right kind of characters. Yeah, yeah. So Just, and then, yeah. And then the the yellow police officers are going to be like the police state kind of thing we've got going on in the U.S. That's kind of a, uh, a cropping up problem of overbearing policing. So I think it'd be very interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, I'll probably watch it. Probably not like the night it comes out, but I'll definitely keep up with it just because I want to see where this is going and. Based on the trailer, like it has my interest. Like it seems like this story could go so many different places. So I want to see what it has to offer. Yeah, definitely. I think it's gonna be interesting. I'm curious because I learned. You'll let me watch nothing. it first and see if it's good, and then. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I'm open-minded. So the it trailer. Oh boy. Fuck that. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a good trailer. That's a fantastic trailer. It's just, that's how trailers should be exactly. just show a scene it's a throwaway just, scene but not a throwaway scene because there's still more that's going to be there yeah because i saw on the reddit thread all the book readers were like holy shit this scene so like i have no idea what's in store but just based on what we've seen i'm like i don't like it <laughs> i don't like it's it one bit terrifying. this is this is a scary grandma that i just i don't know is it like his Pennywise is like magic that makes them as adults kind of like forget about him. That's like his thing, right? No, like, I think that's, so. that's not it. It's not the magic that makes it forget. But it's just them being adults and like his, he preys on children. So that's why it works, right? 
kind of. So I, what I believe, I don't want to get too far into it. It yeah. just, it just, it seems like for us as viewers, it's very obvious that something is wrong with this old lady, and she has very weird mannerisms. And when she answers the door, you can hear Pennywise's voice for a second before he switches it to a grandma's voice. So it's just, I don't know how she could not pick up on these things. It's just odd. That's all I'm trying to figure out. Like, why wouldn't she recognize this? Is it just because it's been 17 years? I think there's a plot device that's part of the books, the part of the book that like they don't forget. They just believe that he's gone. Yeah. So when they ended it, he was dead. Yeah. As far as they quote know. unquote. Yeah. 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 But nothing stays dead in Derry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he, <laughs> it's because they didn't kill him. They killed a form. They yeah. have to actually kill it. They got to kill the big spider. The deadlights. Alien. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. I, I loved how they did that whole scene, though, even though it's only the trailer. I think they did such a good job of upping the creep factor as you went along. Like, it just got more and more uncomfortable. Because we were so aware of yeah. what is happening, and the character is just so ignorant. And it's just like terrifying. You're just like, just pay attention. She's, Leave. Don't like, ask about her fucking father. My father. <laughs> yeah, just oh god. The, when she started Dramatic saying that, irony. I know. When she started doing that weird accent, I'm like, oh, it's gonna get fucky. You're real fucky right here. Yeah. And then you see I'm her like, like creeping around the background. <laughs> yeah, poking her head out, watching her like look at the paintings, and she's yeah. just like, Jesus. I this fi- actress probably loved this scene. <laughs> the scene where. Where she creeped out. That's actually scared me for a second. I'm like, oh, that's like mm-hmm. the perfect amount of like looking, but you're not sure what they're doing. And then when the, it cuts to her in the hallway way down there, and she's kind of talking and then does that yeah. weird like dance. And I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because I thought before I read the comments, like I thought that she was going to morph into her, or Pennywise was going to morph into Beverly's dad. But apparently, no, it's just naked old lady running mm-hmm. at beverly yeah <laughs> fucking creepy yeah and then all the 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 quick cuts the super cuts as a uh, yeah showing everything else i'm like i'm so excited for like seeing isaiah mustafa in a real role seeing um james mcavoy Ugh. yeah showing enough without revealing anything and so exactly. as long as they don't have four trailers or whatever like yeah. i think this is enough. lit we don't need more than this yeah. trailer I, I don't i didn't need to see another trailer but i'm glad that they kind of understood that and we're like here's just a scene yeah come see the movie here's the release date yep here's what they look like it comes out when like uh september september September, like 9th or something yeah pretty early because yeah yeah the first one came out pretty early september as well yeah my issue with scary movies they're they're scary scary scary. scary. (laughs) (laughs) fuck you guys let me talk my issue with scary movies is usually that it's frustrating to watch adults be so stupid and that's what i think i like the most about the first it is like it's kids they're not dumb kids they're just kids and they're trying to do what they can do to survive this and it was more believable to me i have issues when it's like adults being terrorized by something because it's like you're adults like be smarter I but think... I feel like they're not going to be dumb adults. They're just going to be like, this is some weird supernatural yeah. shit that we're trying to figure out. I think that's what helps with it is like, it's just so supernatural and like yeah. this undying evil. It's just, yeah. how do you go up against so, that? Normally I'd be very skeptical and like, whatever, it's another fucking horror movie with adults being stupid, but no, it's not. It's more than that. 
It's it. I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cry. So we're all going to see it in theaters. I'm going to cry. I'm in danger. Yeah. Because yeah. we could probably watch it when we're up in Seattle with you guys. Uh, that, does that work out? Does that work out? It comes out a week before we get there. Yeah. We could potentially, potentially record the podcast here, too, if you wanted to. Yeah. Let's bring an extra mic. Oh, so, shit. Oh, wait. Yeah. I was already thinking about that because, like, you can bring fucking microphones on a plane. Yeah. No, can't do it. Sorry, it's contraband. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Anything else about it? Um, it. fuck that. It too. Movie of the year incoming. Yeah, no. it, it was just a fantastic trailer. Like, they, it was such a well cut trailer. I want to talk about Ted Bundy? Turd Save Bundy. the best for last. Sure. Yeah. Go for it. Knock yourself out. Let's do this. So the Zac Efron. How do you, what's the title? Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. That came out, and it was a refreshing take on biopic yeah. of where it doesn't really focus on the famous person. It's focusing on his girlfriend, fiance. Long-term ex- relationship. Yes, that broke it off. Um, and just how she's seeing everything happen and how it's like affecting her life. But you still see plenty of... Yeah, like, Ted Bundy's, like, a major focus of the movie. Yes. But it doesn't show any of the murders. There's nothing mm-hmm. gruesome. But you At get the to... very end... Yeah. They the show... The very end, they show something. Yeah. But even then, it's, like, not what... It wasn't It wasn't nearly... gratuitous. Yeah. Which I really respected about it, because those movies tend to do that. Yeah. It was... Yeah, like you said, it was more about seeing ted bundy from someone else's perspective that was very close to him and could easily miss the signs that he was a sociopath and the spell of him is like slowly wearing off and she's seeing who he really is and like how the reveal of like she's the one that initially called the police it's like she knew deep down that something was wrong with him Mm-hmm. so but what were you gonna say wrong that's the thing that, that that i didn't even watch this but i know like that was fairly prolific about him after the fact is that he was just a charming terrible terrible person mm-hmm. they showed that definitely when he was in florida on trial just girls were flocking to him mm-hmm. yeah because he's pretty and talk good he's charming yeah he's pretty and he even the good. judge was like i fucking wish you would have practiced in front of me yeah and i think john malkovich is John Malkovich was a standout for me. He was really good. It was weird for me to see him in such like a tame role. Yeah, more like he didn't have this huge like explosive scene, but yeah. he still had so much power anytime oh, yeah. like he was talking. Because mm-hmm. Judge. He was a highlight for me. Those were probably like the biggest like pluses to the movie. Besides that, I felt like some of the pacing was weird. I was enthralled for most of the movie. Like I okay. didn't really feel it. Yeah. I thought the editing was pretty on point like the one scene where they're talking about after they see like one of the victims i think in florida and they're like some deranged monster must have done this and then it hard cuts to ted bundy like in a car listening to some pop 80s yeah. song singing along to it and i was like yeah. oh shit that's funny yeah and you really liked when he's in florida with a uh carol ann and the guard in the corner is just like no touching oh my <laughs> <consistently>. god consistently <laughs> It was like they were trying to do Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> no, like he's in prison and Carol Ann, the like, the lady he ends up marrying. Mother while, of his while child. He's in prison. Is there visiting him and he like grabs her hand and the guard is just like, no touching. And he says it like four more times. Yeah. I was so annoyed, but I was like, this is fucking funny. 
yeah so it just it had a lot of good things that i wasn't expecting this movie to have specifically like i thought it would just be very more like toned down serious kind of drama but it had some heart to it it had some light when it needed it yeah so it was a super serial no no definitely not like you could tell they definitely like changed up some things and like expanded on things objectively it's kind of weird to have a movie about ted bundy be this lighthearted. but he was that's kind of him though like on a surface level yeah on the surface level this is a very light movie but then like when you think about it like you see him playing with molly and you're like oh but he's like a monster mm-hmm. well, don't don't let him his, touch one of this his child. victims was 12 yeah that's pretty young i didn't realize they were that young yeah yeah yeah, so it's just like, yeah. it looks like, oh, this is a pretty nice, happy family. Like, that's no. a cute Christmas picture. And you're like, oh, God, what is, <laughs> no, get him out of the house. Mm-hmm. So that's what I really liked. Like, it didn't show the monster side of Ted Bundy. It showed, yeah, this is how, like, he just kind of got away with it. This is how he got away it. with it, yeah. yeah. This is how no one suspected him and how he just kept going to state and state and killing. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. The Lily Collins did a good job. I yeah. don't recognize her from anything. Phil Collins' daughter. That's what you recognize her from. Must, no. be, nice. Must be nice to have an in. She actually did a good job, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haley Joel Osment was in uh-huh. it. You didn't recognize him because no. you didn't know he got I fat. Th- I didn't know he got chubby. Uh-huh. But I was like, that's Haley Joel Osment. You're like, no. Like, that's your boy Sora. It be. <laughs> that's fucking Sora. Sora talking to Ted Bundy on the phone. Zac Efron did a really good job. Oh, yeah. I'm impressed by his acting skills. Yeah. There were some moments, I don't know if it was, like, the director's choice or if it was just how good his performance was. Like, it would zoom in on him, and I was like, no, that's Ted Bundy. That is not Zac Efron. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, at the end, like, when he's giving, like, his final speech in front of the court, and it just He starts, like, crying and, like, zooming in on his face. I'm like, "That's, that's him. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. I think they actually had him wear, like, fake teeth at some point, too. To make him look more fucked up like Ted Bundy's yeah. were. Probably. Ted Bundy yeah. had weird teeth. Yeah. That's what that's what got him in the end. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because they did... My favorite thing that biopics do is they show, like, real footage. Oh, that's nice. From, like, the court. At and, the end. Yeah. I was glad to see that. Yeah. So it had I the just, same kind of tone that the movie captured, yeah. which was nice. Because it's just Ted Bundy did that. Like, when he's on camera, he knows to just turn it on and, like, oh, this is, like, a charming dude. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they got the wrong guy. It's just he's he's the person that they want to pin it on. Mm-hmm. He's the patsy. He would have been a great lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. Terrifying. Psychopaths probably would be. So, uh, I don't know how to really rate it. Um, out of ten... Bohemian Rhapsodies. Oh. Zero. Because this was a better biopic than Bohemian yeah, Rhapsody. It, it was. Um, I don't know. I'd probably give it like a 7. 7.5. Mm. If you like serial killers and Ted Bundy, like sure, like we mentioned, it's not a true crime movie. It's not a procedural. It's not graphic. So if you're looking for this movie for that, you probably won't like it. But if you just enjoy movies and... You want to just see a little more about his impact on different people, then you'll like this movie. Yeah. It's good. I wasn't bored by it. Probably six and a half, seven. Yeah. Yeah. Not amazing, but definitely better than average, so. Better than you were anticipating? No, I thought it would be better. 
Rip. But it wasn't bad by any means. Yeah. There was way much. Way much? There was way more good than bad. Okay. That's what I just want to say. Okay. Good sentence. Um, Words words are are hard. So we're ready to bring out the axes bring out the shovels to dig this grave (laughs) bring out our tiny letter openers against Uh, the mountain so spoilers game of thrones season eight episode five the penultimate episode of the series (laughs) as a whole call it that i mean technically it's that the pen it literally is the pen series that's not an ultimate the the penveridge episode so spoilers again check the timestamps. Like we talked about at launch, like I didn't hate this episode. It had a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of really cool effects. And I'm watching the game revealed episode on YouTube that they always do after the episodes. And just they literally had to build like a mini city so they could destroy it. Like they built most like the buildings we saw like exploding and like falling apart. Like those are real. Mm-hmm. Those are real fake buildings. Yeah. Like they built real fake doors <laughs> yeah <laughs> it just again like i can hate the writing and be upset with how they're taking the characters but as a show and how much work the production value of it it's is just good. insane like they showed like all the different takes they had to do with like getting the dragon fire like just like the lines of like explosives and how they would set them off and like they had five three two ton gallon tanks of gasoline inside the buildings that they could turn off and on at a whim and like they built the entire city fully broken and then like did like building prosthetics over it so it could look nice and pretty and then when they needed it to be destroyed they could take off the prosthetics it's just Mm -hmm. god it's so insane yeah like i I just want to talk about what i really liked about the episode first yeah get that out of the way i loved the clegane bowl yeah i'm very upset that he died but I this is the ending that he wanted. There was no ending that would have been more the hound. Mm-hmm. He got what he wanted as heartbreaking as it is that he died in a ball of fire. I think he had accepted that he probably wouldn't have made it out alive. Like, well, yeah, that's what be... his whole speech was with yeah, Arya. Yeah, like yeah. you live your life wanting revenge, you're just going to be a terrible grumpy asshole. And it's just your life is going to end in death like fire yeah like that's what he was saying like yeah if you do this like sure you're gonna get your vengeance but that's gonna be your life Mm -hmm. you're dead because of it you're gonna become me and you don't it's not worth being me yeah which i think was a pretty cool scene yeah and i saw a comment about how Arya finally called him sandor and talked about how the hound was always on her list but sandor wasn't on her list yeah that was was an interesting interpretation yeah I don't I just, think she was ever going to really kill him, though. I think she realized no. like, who he was. She got she, over it. She grew she, up. He was very much so like an uncle f- figure for her. Like she wasn't going to kill him. He was like a not honorable father figure once Ned Stark died to yeah. Sansa and Arya. Oh yeah, definitely. Like he he definitely felt pity for Sansa. Like when he saw her and Winterfell. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really wish they would have had more dialogue between those two characters because it's just, you know that he wishes he had just drug her out. Of King's Landing? Yeah. When, when he left yeah. after Battle of the Blackwater? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just, the Hound has always been Loki, my favorite character, and it's just 
good ending. I am glad one character gets a good ending, so. I want an edit of the entire series, but just the hound scenes. Oh, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Fuck. And the finale is him falling into the fire pit with the mountain spoilers. Uh, another standout scene, another favorite scene that I feel like they took a lot of time to set up in the production was Kyburn getting yeeted into oh, a oh rock. <laughs> That Obey was so, the queen. like, <laughs> quick. Yeah. I was like, I'm yep. glad it wasn't drawn out. It but was it was appropriate. Like, His character happened. was a snake and just boomed in. Yeah, and it's not like Kyber. He was the most loyal character, I think. Yeah, I saw he... that I saw that too. Like, yeah, I, I guess, but he was still a shitty person. He's still a shitty person, but, like, he was faithful till the end. It's because Cersei let him do all this fucked up yeah. shit. She was the one person that mm-hmm. did, and he had his ego so inflated that he thought he had power over the mountain, and the mountain's like... Fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. No. You fucking nerd. Like, he didn't even, like, pick him up. He just shoved him and hit so hard that his brain exploded. Yeah. Like, definition of yeeted. Yep. So, that was my other favorite scene. I just had to throw that out there. I feel like yeah, that entire great. sequence of, you know, like, Arya and the Hound coming up the stairs and, like, that powerful scene between them. Yeah. And then the Mountain and the Hound meeting and then Kyburn getting yeeted. Cersei just kind of like strolling on out like I don't want to be here for this it's just people are like oh my god why wouldn't the hound just kill her it's like he doesn't care about Cersei she's dead he just said like she's already dead why the fuck would he care Mm -hmm. he's here for the mountain Mm -hmm. and he wants to make sure he's the one that does it yeah because he doesn't want a fucking building to kill him Mm -hmm. I'm doing it Mm -hmm. do you have any scenes you liked Rob other than those or I mean, that was there anything else it? that was worth discussing? I think that the, I think I think the whole hound scene was probably the most well written of. Okay, let me preface that there wasn't much to really compare <laughs> to. However, that scene was probably the most well written and the biggest payoff of the show so far. Nothing else has really felt as meaningful. Like they really kept that thread going for a long time. Even just the, the basic dialogue for the hound towards the end was just like great. Yeah, it just. He is such an easy character to do, and it's just, okay, you you didn't fuck this up, at least. Yeah. I yeah. know people are ripping into Danny, and I don't love how it is. It's just after reading comments and seeing people, like, talk about it, like, I get Danny's whole thing this episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not saying, like, oh, 10 out of 10, good writing. I'm just like, okay, there's definitely foreshadowing, but... If it was two full seasons for season seven and season eight, it definitely would have been more established. More natural. Yes. It will, Like, yeah. I don't want to say it was rushed. It just wasn't as fleshed out as... It could have been. We, all, the audience, would have liked to have seen it. Like, we've always had with Game of Thrones. It's always this slow burn, mm-hmm. what was, until Dragon. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to argue and say, yeah, it was rushed, because... From other than the reports that I'm hearing and everything else, it seems like even the cast is not pleased with the way the characters went, so they can kind of feel it. But um, the the writers or the showrunners were given ten episodes, but instead of doing ten yeah. episodes of actual, we talked about that. Yeah, they went with six. I think I think that just really highlights that maybe the arrogance or their their willingness to get over it. This show, like, yeah, they're both. just they're ready for Star Wars, so they're like, let's short season seven, short season eight. They could have done 10 episodes for both seasons, but they they chose specifically not to. Yeah, I think that was a huge miss, just in general. Mm-hmm. I think they should have yeah. done far better in that. I think I don't know what the cause was there, but it seems crazy to me that they put so much effort into it and they just decided, nah, I'm good. 
rather than it's just like a child that's bored of their toy yeah exactly it's just like you yeah. guys just shit the bed <laughs> no i i think daenerys like the writing was on the walls it's just they spent so much time hinting at it and then this season specifically it's when they just kind of flip the switch but there's the other thing they do where on the game of thrones youtube they have the inside the episode where it's the writers talking about the episodes yeah last episode was just a fucking meme fest but with danny specifically they kind of explain like all her life she's been surrounded by people wiser than her people that keep her in check people that like have her are her rock and they're all either dead or betrayed her and so now at her lowest point where it's like this should be the easiest thing it's the hardest thing no one's there jorah's not there Varys is gone. Traitor, Missandei's dead. dead. Tyrion keeps betraying uh, her, betraying, fucking up, failing. Yeah. John, the newest person that she welcomed in, like he is now Rejecting distant. Her. Yeah. So it's just they're showing it in the sloppiest way, but I see what they're doing. So that's why when I saw it happen, I was like, okay, in their shitty way, they've done what they could to show us why this is happening. But. I will argue something. So this mm-hmm. is kind of the same problem Destiny had. Would you have known that if you hadn't been watching those after the episode things? Would you? Would that have been as clear? It wouldn't have been as clear, but I'm sure like it would have dawned on me. Because, I mean, especially this season, like with the character deaths that we've seen, it's like Jorah dying. Well, sure, we don't see it as a big deal, but like she sobbed over his corpse. Like I saw it as a big deal. That, no, that, 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 but see, that's the thing. I think that was a far bigger deal the way they did that. Like... Yes. I think the Masande thing, okay, that was pretty good too. But I think for her snapping, I think they could have done more to have her turn into a crazy Targaryen versus, oh, she's not eating. And then you see her and she's got crazy mm-hmm. eyes. Like, yeah. I, yeah. It just they seems They should have started that after Jorah died at the very least. Exactly. Because, yeah. yeah, like, not back all in Winterfell. Not like she shouldn't have been so, like, calm and happy during the celebration. Right. Yeah. Like right. She and should it, have been like, fuck. Well, that's where it started was the celebration mm-hmm. was when she left. Yeah, what? but like it should have started showing her up being upset about Jorah. Mm-hmm. Then during the celebration, no one's celebrating her and then just getting slowly worse. And then, you know, the next episode, Masande is dead and then she's just crazier. Like, yeah, I mean, it could have been. They did, but I just think the problem is because there's such a short time between episodes and the amount of material they have per episode, they aren't doing kind of what they did previously where an episode was dedicated to a plot and it builds on the greater thread of the of the, of the series. It seems like because they have so few episodes, they have to kind of shoehorn all the plots together and then it kind of becomes incoherent, like what is meaningful, what is not meaningful. And, you know, spending, just an example in, in episode five, spending the time with, you know, uh, Arya looking at that horse or there was another scene where they literally spent such so much time lingering on things like insisting upon itself when it wasn't necessary. I, I did enjoy the Tyrion-Jamie Jamie. interaction, but it, that, drug, that drug on too long, too. Like, he could have stopped after saying you're the only one that cared for me and then they could have hugged and that could have been, that, that been far more meaningful than, than them than the characters telling the audience what that meant because we know what that meant we've we've been through this journey so far i do get where you're coming from 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 the perspective that they've been building on it but i think the execution may it may not have been there or they just didn't care to uh refine they just didn't it care. yeah i think it's ultimately it's, what we're seeing is that they didn't care 
it's your turn. I think another, like you touched on it, how they're just kind of like shoving all this plot. I think it also, I've seen this happen a lot. It's not helping is that all the characters are together. So it's like when they all travel and when they all like take weeks, it just, it cuts ahead a couple of weeks yeah. and doesn't tell us. Exactly. And so it would be better if they could show like Danny's been in her room for weeks and she's not eating and she doesn't see anyone like instead it's just like teleports oh it's been like 12 hours like okay and now we're gonna go to battle like that that i think is what's the most damaging to the story and to the weight of the situations where it just it seems like it's rapid fire to us but to the characters and i'm sure when the books come out like it's gonna show like it's these events are happening like far apart Mm -hmm. yeah so it's just they could do a better job of portraying that and i wish they did do you want to talk about Jamie or Euron? No. Euron sucks, and I'm glad he's dead. Yeah. That's all I really want to say I about saw him. the actor post on Instagram, like, a comment. Like, he's really upset about Euron as a character because he read the books, and, like, Euron in the books is, like, fucking insane. Like, yeah. he's, like, a blood warlock that, like, controls, like, storms, and he has, like mages and wizards imprisoned in his ship to help him in battle like he has so much crazy lore but he's jack sparrow yeah like the actor was ready for that and mm-hmm. then this is the character he got and so yeah. he's, he said in nicer terms like yeah there's a lot of lore like it's really easy to get excited for the character and then when you play this one-dimensional person it's upsetting yeah he's a, that's, he's a medieval fuck boy yeah. that's another instance of where the actors are like yeah i'm not happy yeah. And I, I, and the, I think it's rightfully placed too. The clip of uh Kit Harrington saying that the season is disappointing. Yeah. It's yeah. because this season, like, what has John done? Nothing. They key. gave his storyline to Arya. Yeah. Because oh, but John's been the hero too much. Like it doesn't feel right. That's what the show writer said. But it's about like, him ultimately, like from the way they wrote it. Like He's the song of ice and fire. Uh, but Arya's the song. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the appropriate response. Thank you. Yeah, I don't just know. while we're on the topic of actors being disappointed by the writing, the actor that played Barristan Selmy, mm-hmm. he was killed off in season five. Oh, such a good character. Was really kind of butthurt when he got killed off because he was a huge fan of the books too. Yeah, and he knew that Barristan was still alive. I don't know if this is true or if it's just the actor kind of dicking around. But he told someone in an, in an interview that George R. R. Martin had the last two books finished. I'm starting to think that he's waiting until the show's done. Yeah. That like, he either made an agreement that he couldn't yes. release them until the show's done or it's just waiting. Yeah. Like, it got to the point where HBO is like, look, we need to finish this show so that way we can make the money off of the show and the licensing and everything. Mm-hmm. And then once it's done, you can release the books. Yeah. And people can see how, like, it differs. Because if both were happening at the same time it's just the fan base would get so splintered and yeah. they would lose viewership yeah. but now it's like this is the only way this is the quickest way you can see the story end so everyone's going to be watching it mm-hmm. the episode discussion on reddit had over sixty thousand comments so it's just yeah. their hbo i feel like is trying to keep this hype as long as they can yeah. and then i f- i wouldn't be surprised if in the next two or three years both books are done mm-hmm. and released 
Sorry, we I just wanted know. to bring that up because I saw that today, and people were talking about how there's some big like book expo coming up in the next few weeks, mm-hmm. and they're suspecting that since it's right after the finale, they might have George mm-hmm. R. R. Martin announce he's releasing one of the books. Well, I'm just based like there's things like that, and it's just George R. R. Martin. Like he said in interviews, like he's not really helping with the show. Like he doesn't have much influence anymore. That seems like he's and... just distancing himself from it. He's like. And at the same time, it's like he's spending his time writing books. And like in one interview, he said like, oh, I know I need to be working on the books. Like I honestly should have had them done four years ago. So yeah, it's probably. like, <laughs> so it's like he might just be done and like he just can't release them. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I, I'm again, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if that happens. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to talk about Jamie. Okay, go. I don't want to talk about Jamie. Go, wait, it's wait, just thoughts. They just throw away this character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for... They spent, like, from, what, season three, season four on just the turn of Jamie, like, him not being a Lannister, like, him realizing just the error of their family and how terrible of a person Cersei is, and it's just some... all the terrible things she's made him do. And a throwaway line from Sansa about her dying is enough to make him completely revert all of that. (laughs) We're gonna take this character and put it in the trash. Yeah. this new paper paper character. He... Him going to King's Landing doesn't change anything. Cersei still would have died. Uh, Euron probably, they would have just had him die in the fucking water because he only made it to land to show up when Jamie was there. So it's just... <laughs> that convenience. Yeah, yeah. okay, what the fuck ever. And Jamie could have just stayed north. Like he, The whole reason Tyrion is now going to be under the ire of Danny is because Jamie went south and got caught which he didn't need to do if they didn't have this fucking turn. They keep these random characters alive just because they want to, and then they're writing these terrible endings for characters that just don't make sense. Like, they could have killed Jamie off protecting Brienne, and that would have been Duh. far more powerful. Than... Just imagine her holding his corpse <laughs> as she sobs. Like, yeah, see? Just imagine how powerful that would be. And it's just like, oh my god, like, a Lannister came north and died defending it. Yeah. It's like, eh, no, he just kind of died under a castle. Yeah. Yeah. After he hit it and quit it with Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. Like, what was the point of that? Like, literally, that entire <sighs> plot. Like, what was the point of that? Like, they just literally wasted Tormund time. cried for this. <laughs> you made a gr- <laughs> giant vein cry. Why do you... You should go to, go to your room. God. Just- that's why, like, I want to talk about it because it's just this specifically is such like a slap in the face. I feel like it's like they're simultaneously being fan servicey while also saying "fuck you." It's like yeah, fans. it's like I, there's, there's really I, at this point there's like no explanation for it. Like there's there's so no. there's so much inconsistency and the fuck like Dan, John is a cuck this entire film or this entire <laughs> season like. <laughs> He's like, he's, and he's an, he's, an, uh, he's basically an extra. Like, what has he really said? He's he has had no purpose this whole season, and that's why Kit Harrington is like the season's whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, what is he gonna do? Maybe kill Danny at the end of next episode or the middle? Like, mm-hmm. maybe that'll be the one thing he does. But it's just you could have done something. Yeah. No. Brand Brand's arc this season wasn't more interesting. Like he did, he did, he did nothing Brand. as well. But at least your old wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Just, Mr. Hot Wheels sit in the courtyard. If he doesn't, like, he has one more episode to do something, otherwise Bran as a character is totally useless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did nothing the, the entire show. Yeah. If Bran doesn't so do something. He's the three-eyed raven. 
Yeah, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm here to watch plot and, and, like, intrigue and just things, and this is just like, yeah, but nah. I'm rewatching the show right now, and I'm in season three when they just meet Jojen and Mira. Hmm. The first time I watched it and seeing their introduction and, like, being introduced to this whole, like, other side of what humans are capable of as far as supernatural things... I was so excited by it because I was like, where is this going to go? And You're I'm, talking about like warging and warging stuff, Warging right? and yeah. then the like Three-Eyed Raven stuff. It mm-hmm. all got so exciting to me. And then like I remember somewhere around like season six feeling kind of like burnt out on it. But like still hoping that it would go somewhere cool. And now I'm like rewatching it where, where we are now. Nothing happens with this. Mm-hmm. Yep. None of this matters. I'm sure in the books, like more, like we probably have a scene where we see what Bran is doing at the battle for Winterfell. Yeah. But it's just the writers are like, yeah, we don't want to. I want <sighs> to know what Bran is doing and how he's probably orchestrating all of this. But. Gotta read the books to find out. Fuck. <sighs> so frustrating. Arya riding the horse is stupid. I'm just ending. Really there was a couple this... thing that I would like. It just was like, why? Why? Why is this taking so long? I thought that she was dead. Yeah, she should. That's have what been I dead. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100. percent There's no way she survived that alleyway full of fire that killed the entire block. Like, fuck, shut up. You're so stupid. Stop <laughs> writing characters into death situations if you're not killing them. Fuck. Well, then fuck. Then Jamie getting stabbed in the sides, like. Yeah, yeah. You, you're gonna bleed out. One of your kidney, one of your mm-hmm. kidneys got hit, and you're gonna bleed to death. No, no, he's yeah. gonna run through the castle. Fine. Got him in the back at some point. Like he yeah. should have hit his spine. Yeah. No, he's good. He's got plot armor. He's good. Fuck that. Plot armor to just die, anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just Arya specifically. I was just like, well, this horse wouldn't be here. This horse is dead. But it's like symbolism, Cody. That she's she's death riding her pale horse. Yeah. But still, God, that's just... so contrived imagery. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. But it spent so long on her, like holding her hand out to the horse, and just mm-hmm. the great white sun. I feel like a lot of the scenes of Arya running through King's Landing, interacting with people, would have been better if it was John. Yeah, but they did. They did that already with him seeing like the bloodshed. Like that was that would have been unnecessary. They could have just cut that entire thing out. They could have cut to her huh. finding a horse and getting the fuck out of there, and that would have been fine they could have well, shaved 10 minutes off they did the same thing with Arya that they did with john in the battle of winterfell at the end when he's going through winterfell and he's seeing like the carnage like mm-hmm. they talk about that and they say like we like doing that because it it adds like weight as opposed to just watching like random civilians try and survive through the city like that's why they showed Arya doing it because mm-hmm. Everyone else at this point wasn't in the center of King's Landing like she was. Mm-hmm. They were all either dead or outside the walls. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. It was but, all stupid. And then it's just like, eh, and then she gets a horse because we need her out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just a random horse that didn't die. Or didn't run the fuck out of the city. Whatever. When there's a clear shot to the gate right where it is. There were legitimately things I liked about this episode and that I will go back and enjoy. And then there's other parts where I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> it's just so stupid. Yep. It's like there's two teams of writers on this fucking show. Yep. <laughs> people that care and people that are just like, David eh. and Dan. Which one's the bad one? <laughs> <laughs> They're both bad. I 
said, there's people that care, and then there's David and Dan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't care. Star Wars. I'm not excited. You can't fuck up Star Wars, because it's already fucked up. It's already gotten flushed on the toilet, so what are you going to do? Hot take. <laughs> I will say, another good thing about the episode. Amelia Clark's acting has very much improved mm-hmm. over the course of the series. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. I very much liked just the shot of her right before she started fucking shit up when the bells were ringing when she's about to start like sobbing she's like about to cry but also she's like looks like she's about to scream yeah she's just so frustrated and yeah because they talk about like she sees the red keep and like it's this personification of everything that was her her entire goal for her entire life and her entire family built and now it's like being used by her enemy and like being sought after for protection by the people that she is saving and it's Mm -hmm. just it's just that's the snap it's just the symbol of her family that's now being used for some like frankenstein in her mind it was a good yeah a good shot i think for what she is being given amelia clark's doing amazing yeah Mm -hmm. i would agree like the scene with her and john like her just backing away and just uh let it be fear then Mm -hmm. yeah really good that was a well-written scene like uh that's that's a well-written scene like they did that so well but then other scenes like it's legitimately like like you guys are saying like there is some other group writing this stuff and like (laughs) they're ghost writing for D &D. yeah george is like in a dungeon somewhere like sneaking scripts to the actors and like the editors are being paid off and so Mm -hmm. D &D never see these scenes that's what's but, happening. Yeah, but it, it, but they're losing like two thirds of the pages, and so yeah. nothing makes sense. Like, okay, yeah. One more thing. I we should probably end this soon, but because <laughs> it just seemed like we're shitting all over the show. Why? I started off with what I enjoyed. Right, no, exactly. You <laughs> can only go down. I came the... back to what I enjoyed, and then it went back to. Trash. I was gonna say like they lose two thirds of the pages that they're given. Yeah, but it's not like in order it's like they lost page like two and page six but they got one three and they got seven we got this guys no like okay Rhaegal, hella dead last episode this episode yeah. it's like a fucking f-22 against yeah. you know some catapults Just, like oh but mm-hmm. they they can't turn they can't turn too fast they can't it's, turn it's... good but they can shoot around a corner of a mountain yeah with pinpoint accuracy three times in a row so that's yeah. that's that's what i was trying to break down i'm like how how the fuck did that even happen like just just thinking from like a pure don't question like, it like structure. she forgot that the iron fleet was there she but, forgot they existed but fuck. even if she forgot they existed you gotta think about this for, nope. for, no you have nope. to like you can't think about it yeah but you that's have to problem. like you're, you're thinking about you, it you don't do that you can't think about the show anymore my I saw on Free Folk there was like an edited yeah, that, version. Yeah, that made so much more sense. Like, yes. Like, <laughs> like where – so essentially the scene is like Danny sees the Iron Fleet, mm-hmm. freaks out, and starts like going towards them. And then all of the ships start hailing uh, bolts at her. And she dives and dodges it, and Rhaegal gets hit because there's yep. dozens of bolts coming yep. out of and nowhere. And Rhaegal was still kind of like injured. Yeah. Yeah. Which and that it's would like have made sense. Yeah. yeah. Totally believable. But instead, we get fucking 360 no scope. <laughs> With my scope. But and then it, in this episode again, it's just the same exact dragon you've seen before, and it's just like, all right, he's flying too fast. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm a pirate. Okay, I'm over it. Yeah. We're done with this. Yeah so that'll do it for this episode if you like game of thrones i'm really sorry but 
we're not happy and you only got one more episode of it and if you liked this episode tell us why we're wrong because i really want to be convinced this is probably one of the better episodes of the season i'll say i would that. agree with that but still there is still so much to dislike because it's a 90 minute episode mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. so there were good sequences leave your comments we did get a comment a couple of weeks ago talking about Spider-Man, so that was fun. So if you have comments about Game of Thrones and scenes you like, tell us your favorite scene of this episode of Game of Thrones. Or the scene you dislike the most and why. Because there's we probably can, more options there. Probably, so we can have a back and forth. We can. Mm-hmm. It's like trading cards. It's like, yeah, I fucking hated this scene. <laughs> so we could talk about that. Uh, get Playing ready. that scene in attack mode. <laughs> You've activated my trap card. You're on. <laughs> He's the man who killed Jamie Lannister. Nope, Did it's a though? building. Yep. Did you, though? Uh-huh. The Thor face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that face. <laughs> so that's, that's this episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about the finale of Got and the series as a whole, I'm sure, and... What a what a burning pile of dog poop it is. And the Pikachu. Um, and yeah, we're gonna talk about Detective Pikachu finally. So mm-hmm. it gives you time. It's cool that it had an opening weekend, the highest opening weekend for a video game adaptation ever. Uh, I feel like it doesn't have much to compete with, but anyway, continue. Warcraft is amazing. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Endgame beat seven hundred million domestically, Oof. and it's what like three hundred million away from Avatar. Yeah. From being like number one in the world so that's exciting we'll probably touch on that next week as we see how detective pikachu does in the box office but yeah there's another hour-long episode thanks game of thrones (laughs) we'll be back make sure you go to our twitter chess underscore talk also our website chessdoc.podbean.com and that's all i gotta say make sure you listen tell your friends tell your dog tell your moms tell your mom happy mother's day even though you're hella late (laughs) she'll still love you just a little bit less as as moms do mm-hmm. and that's all i gotta say can you put in the linked up the picture madeline sent of the horse oh yes was perfect yeah i you'll have to send it to me though because yeah. when she sent it to me rob like my messaging i'll tell you later but it just fucked up so yeah that's yes. episode bye 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 <laughs>